This is another Astros podcast. And he drives in a run. That's 3,000 hit for Craig Vigio. He arrived 20 years ago from Smithtown, New York with Texas-sized dreams. And now as he's mobbed by his teammates, those dreams have become reality. And they'll be recognized someday in another town in New York, Cooperstown. 3,000 hits for Craig Vigio, the 27th man to reach that figure. Welcome back to Astro Launch. We're joined by... Hall of Famer Craig Biggio. Craig, thank you very much for taking the time. What are your, some of your objectives when, when you make these spring training trips? It's pretty much just coming down and just continuing the relationships that you have with the guys and then obviously see what's going on and what they're doing. And, and it, it, you know, we're at a little different stage now in a lot of these guys' careers now where they, they understand them because they're older, they're not young kids anymore. So they understand, you know, hey, I want 40 at-bats, I need 50 at-bats uh, or 60 at-bats. They know themselves and how they, they got to get themselves ready uh, for the season. So it's basically it's coming down, seeing them, see what's going on, uh, talking to the guys, that uh, whoever you need to talk to, and then getting over the minor league side a little bit and see what we got going over there uh and then uh you know just making your rounds chatting with hall of famer craig biggio you know one thing about the astros last year tremendous run now it's all about sustaining success you have an excellent track record of doing that. What's your message to the players, especially the younger guys? It's pretty much just, you know, just try to stay within your own abilities and don't, don't try to become somebody that you're not. And and I think that's the one thing about, like I was saying earlier in the interview, is that it's uh, these guys understand themselves now. They understand what they need to do, uh, what they uh, how to get ready, how to prepare, understand that, uh, you know, it's a team game. Uh, you may have a good day, you may have a bad day, uh, but somebody else, the guy in front of you or the guy behind you can pick you up. And that's really the, the message is really just go out there and just be yourself go out there compete and play and just get yourself ready for a long season coming up what stood out to you most about last year's club you know besides winning the world series uh you know for the obvious besides right the, the obvious, obvious right yeah. no it's really you know they remind me so much of the teams that we had in the 90s where uh great team chemistry obviously they got a, a load uh, they have a, a huge uh a, a talent level like we did and um, and, you know, they're fun to be around. So, I mean, they're humble guys. They're good guys. We don't really have anybody that's, a, you know, an egomaniac or any of that stuff. So, and I think that's part of the deal, the reason why they were as successful as they were. Because, I mean, you got to think about it. You went through Boston, New York, and the Dodgers, the three big markets. And, uh, you know, some of those games, some of those series could have went the other way, but they found a way to get it done. And um, so it's kind of like, you know, what I take away besides the obvious the winning the World Series is just that, you know, they're just a good bunch of guys uh, that are very talented. Chatting with Craig Biggio, when you look at Jose Altuve play, what do you see? I see uh, I see a kid that uh, has that came through the organization that's fought for every single thing he's ever had to achieve in his life, uh, and he's getting all the credit that he deserves right now because he's a hard worker, uh, he's a credible ability level. Uh, there's really nothing that. Uh, that he can't do. Uh, maybe he can't dunk a basketball. I might throw that <laughs> on him. But other than that, I mean, there's really not much the man can't do. And he, he just, you know, he loves the game. He loves his teammates. Uh, you know, he's got a daughter and a wife, and he loves them very much. And he knows how to separate the two. And, uh, you know, he's really, uh, you know, it's just uh, I'm honored to be able to, you know, be around him. And, and, you know, he's a good guy. Speaking of family, your son Kevin, of course, a, a minor leaguer with the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. You're going to make a trip to Dunedin soon? Yeah, we're going to head up on Monday. My wife's going to fly up, so we're going to go spend a little bit of time up there, see him, you know, play around a little bit. So it's it's been fun. I mean, you know, have your, you know, have have a son in pro ball uh, is is really um, it's hard to put into words. I mean, I did it. 
okay, but now when your kid gets an opportunity to do it, it's it's pretty special. Well, and, and that's one of the things I was curious about. You know, what what is what's the difference in terms of the feeling from you know whether you're playing at second base, you're hitting at the plate, to watching your kid in the stands. I mean, you know, take us through those emotions. Well, it's uh, you know obviously you know you you want them to have the most success that they can, and and but you also understand that you know there's good days and bad days, but you really don't want them to have the bad days. You know, but it's part of the game and it's part of the, it's being realistic. And uh, and I think you know one of the good things is that you know he, he's had the opportunity to see his father go out there and have success and have failure. Uh, you got to see a lot of the guys being around the clubhouse have success and have failure. So you understand that you know during the course of a season, in baseball year, it's that's it, part of the roller coaster, and it's really it's how you handle the down times that get you through the good times. Bitch, thanks for the time. I appreciate. It. Thank you. Your home for the 2017 World Series champions and the Astros are two. 2017 World Series champions. The Houston Astros. World Series champions. Radio Network. Who would have ever believed? Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Phil Garner, former manager of the Houston Astros, uh, in camp for a few days. Uh, this has to be fun for you, especially since you're, you're no longer in the hot seat, uh, to, to just kind of roam around, check things out, and, and make sure AJ's doing what he's supposed to do, right? Well, uh, he's doing very well, and uh, it is uh, fun to be back in the clubhouse. I, one of the things you miss is the camaraderie of players. Uh, you know, once you're a, a ball player, it's kind of like a, a fraternity. We all, we all feel one kindred spirit. We all enjoy the game, so it's really fun. There's something to the flow of the game we were talking AJ and I were talking about the need for a little bit of downtime and when you yeah. win the World Series you don't have any downtime in the offseason nonetheless you get back out here and boy you get reinvigorated when you can get back on the field and do the kind of things you like to do. I know you and AJ Hinch have developed a pretty good relationship over the the last few years how did you first get to know AJ and how did that relationship develop? Well I uh, he, he, he moved, uh, we live in the woodlands, yeah. and uh, so he, when he uh, moved in up there, he reached out to me, and which I thought was a, a nice gesture. He wanted to kind of get a lay of the land and kind of understand about the Houston. He knew that I'd played here and, and coached and managed here, so I had a long time, uh, I was calling Houston my home, and he wanted to know about it and know about the area, which I thought was a, a wise move on his part, mm -hmm. and, uh, and so I was glad to, to get to know him that way, and along the way, I... I learned to appreciate what he was doing and uh, started paying closer attention and at the same time as the club got better you know my interest got cued again too yeah. in the Astros so I've, I've become a fan I've enjoyed watching him play and so I've enjoyed watching what he's doing so I think he's done a fabulous job so I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm happy to call him a friend. You were part of the other Astros team that went to the World Series 2005, managed that ball club, and obviously that was an, an exciting ride. It, it didn't end the way you, you would have liked. How does that 2005 team compare to the Astros team last year? Now, it was a little different in 05 because it was a wild card, and you didn't know until the end of the season, whereas the 2017 team, obviously 101 wins, best team in baseball all year. Well, that, that doesn't get you anywhere when you get into, yeah. you know, that best yeah. best team all year. As a matter of fact, you go in, I think it's even more difficult when you've had such a great season. It seems to me like when you go in as a, as a wild card candidate or, or some sort of a last, you know, deal, your team's on some kind of momentum, and so yeah. the expectations aren't, aren't nearly as, as high on you. So I thought his task of getting, you know, winning and getting the World Series and winning was probably a little more difficult than ours. However, all that being said, when you get into these short series and, and, a, and a best four out of seven is a short 
short series by our baseball standards. Anything can happen. And so it's a little bit of luck and it's a whole lot of being good, you know. And so I thought they were really, really good. And these games that they played were fabulous games. It was a, a terrific run. And we had good runs in, in uh, you know, we had great series against Atlanta uh, in, in uh, 05. And so we had, some, we had good series too. And we got past Atlanta and we got past uh, our nemesis, uh, the Cardinals. So, um, you know, it was, it was a good run. We in 05 had a little bit of a younger team too. Mm -hmm. we, we had had a lot of veterans on the previous team in 04, and that's the team I really thought we were going to go to the World Series with, right. and it didn't work out that way. So 05, uh, you know, with a little bit younger team, but I, I think what probably separated what I thought AJ did it was was really good. Everybody talks about let's have fun, let's play play the game and have fun. Well, that works until you lose about four out of five games, yeah. and then all the fun goes out. Boys, we got to get the business. We got to yeah. get down to business. I thought AJ managed to keep that that demeanor with the club, and that starts at the top. And of course, when you got Altuve having such a good time. I love watching Altuve play because he personifies what we what we tell kids to do about having fun playing the game. So they were able to maintain that all the way through last year. So I think they probably did a little better job of doing that than, than I did in 05 of, of keeping the, the game a lot of fun. But uh, still, we had we had a good time, and I think our guys had a lot of fun too. Phil Garner, former Astros manager, so good to see you. Always, always glad when, when you're around the team and, and in camp and uh, – Glad that uh, you're still in Houston. Well, thanks. And I, just a question: Is Sparky sleeping in this morning? Is that? Uh, I haven't seen. Him I mean, you know the answer to the question before you ask it, don't you? <laughs> I do. <laughs> and Kimmer lifts this one out in a right center field, and that's going to get down for a base hit. Tucker scores. Degatti around third. He scores. It's a two-run single for John Kimmer and a six-to-four Astros lead. Welcome back, Robert Ford, joined by John Kimmer and camp with the Astros for, for a third straight year. And uh, I imagine each year it gets, gets a little easier and easier to adjust and, and, and have a better idea of what to expect. And you get to know some of the veterans better too. Oh, absolutely. My, my first big league camp, it was a lot of nerves and a lot of being starstruck kind of thing. And last year was good to get my feet wet and come out swinging and stuff. And then this year was a little bit opposite. I struggled off the bat. And I mean, just getting to know these guys to help you kind of battle through because everyone's battled through and had some tough times and how you get out of it shows what kind of ball player you are. Are there any uh, veterans in particular that you've really gotten to know in your time in big league camp, guys who've kind of taken you under your wing or you, you've sought for advice? Um, I, you could always talk to George or Reddick, and uh, Marisnik's always there, and then McCann. I mean, literally, you got a, a fantastic group of guys that you don't have to be nervous around. They make you feel like you're part of the family, which you are, and, and it's, it's it's good to be able to bounce ideas off of them and, and kind of watch how they take care of their business, and you kind of try to mimic that same thing. You had a really good year at Fresno last year. Unfortunately, had the had the broken hand, which, which cut your season a little bit short. But put up, put up really good numbers, and uh, you have the the last few years. But of course, it's a tough outfield to crack. And, and Houston does does that get frustrating sometimes, knowing that you're playing well down at AAA and, and looking for that opportunity? Oh no, it's it's out of my control. The only thing I can control is if I show up every day and just do my job. And whenever the team needs me, I'll be ready to go. And when you got possibly three to four all-star outfielders in the organization ahead of you. You're realistic. At your, you have to take advantage of your opportunities, and you never know if, if someone has a sore leg or something like that, and your, your chance could come at any time, so you just got to be ready for your chance. So now you're from uh, P Pennsylvania originally. You finished up your college career at Bruton Parker College, NAI, NAI school in Georgia. How did a kid from Pennsylvania 
wound up going to a college in Georgia? Uh, I was doing, uh, traveled around as much as I could. That was my third school I went to, and right. I was just trying to do anything I could to uh, reach my dream, which was to play in the big leagues. And I thought maybe if I went down south, I had uh, one of my good friends, his uh, dad coached with the coach at uh, Bruton Parker, and he had mentioned that they needed an outfielder. And I said, well, let's go down south and give her one last, last try for my last year, and it's a good thing I did. Now, throughout college, as you mentioned, you went to three different schools. Were you always an outfielder? Was that a position you, you, you transitioned to in college? Um, I always played a little bit of outfield. I, I went to college strictly for pretty much pitching, and that was mm -hmm. my main thing. I wanted to be a pitcher, but then I went down and hit some BP, and the coach asked me if I wanted to play the outfield too, and I said, sure, I'll, I'll play two ways. So I played two ways pretty much my whole way up through. How, uh, how hard did you throw as a pitcher? I would say at 88, 89, and I topped out my one one game at 93. So I just I didn't have a clue where it was going. So I figured I better work <laughs> on swinging it. So playing the outfield was a little bit more of a realistic thing for me. Well, was it culture shock for you going down to to Georgia after being from the Northeast? Um, I don't know if it was really culture shock. I grew up in uh, kind of a what do you call it, the sticks kind of uh, in uh -huh. Pennsylvania. So it was, it was actually a pretty easy transition for me. It was just the weather kind of got me off the bat when you're playing games in February and it's still 67 degrees and you're back home and people back home are sending you pictures of snow. That was a little <laughs> bit different. But I, like I said this morning, actually, my parents just sent me a bunch of snow. They're yeah. getting back up home now. So I'll take the south, southern warmth for right now. John Kimmer in Astros camp. Hey, good, good to talk to you, and hopefully we see you at Minute Maid Park real soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Robert Ford, Steve Sparks, on your radio, the Houston Astros Radio Network.